Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Happy Monday. Hope everyone is having an amazing kickoff to their week. I know that you're probably not, though, so after disregard. Th- after the blessing that was the short week last week, this Monday hits harder than ever. Like, knowing what's ahead of us, it's just, it's so difficult. But, but, this week... With all the excitement going on, it makes for a more interesting week. No, I've literally never been more grateful for a Monday in my life because tomorrow's Tuesday and that's the day my book comes out. Even though, like, why didn't I release my book on a Monday? I'm sure, like, it's like New Music Friday, New Book Tuesday. I think so, too. I think. I think. Um, So we have such an exciting week ahead of us. We had such a great weekend. If I may just share, um, you know, some of my tidbits from the weekend. On Friday night, I hosted Shabbat at my apartment. Um, my first time hosting at the new apartment, I did a whole vlog for our Patreon on it. And I just feel like the vlog is very like, I tried to emanate some Ina relaxing vibes. vibes and I feel like people have really enjoyed it. I just want to give like a shout out to every um, vendor that helped me make vendor, Shabbat Vendor, wow, possible. it was a wedding. <laughs> just Parky's Kosher Catering just really made it a, such a feasty vibe. And Sober Mesa Club that sent me such cute decor and like everyone was so impressed by everything I had to offer and I couldn't have done it with those two vendors. No, like I, without. Without, without. Yeah, no, I knew you were like going like balls to the wall, but watching your vlog really made me see like how personal you were taking the whole experience. And it meant a lot to me because like I was a guest and like you were doing all this like for me. No, and when I said like it's a tough crowd, I was talking about you. Oh, (laughs) wow. I feel like I'm so easy. Like I will go to your house and I will pretend I'm having a good time and also go home and talk shit about it. Right, but like that's, I know that about you and like I didn't even want you to have have anything to to talk shit about. No, or have to pretend. Like I just wanted it to be genuine. No, I mean I was literally literally like cuddled up on the couch with Michaela and that's all you needed to arrange like the sober mesa and the coutrements like were nice but as long as I was cuddled up with Kayla with Miss Kay I was totally fine because I haven't seen her since like the, the new year yeah that's really tough but anyways I'm so glad like that I had everyone and great success I definitely want to do it host it more often I, I won't always go so extreme but for the first one I just wanted everyone to just be impressed with my hosting skills and and I think that they that they were I think so as well um, then my rest of my weekend was pretty chill, just home watching Downton Abbey. I started Bling Empire and I started your book. Oh my God. Well, so just a lot of premium content. Lots of new beginnings. And I closed a chapter. I finished Lost. Oh, yes. And I have something to say. I hate to be that person that like, you know, shits on the ending of a show. It's just like those people who like still complain about like the Game of Thrones ending, like get over it. But Jesus Christ, like this was really fucking bad. Like maybe the worst I've ever seen. Um, I don't, I'm not going to spoil it. Are you ever going to watch Lost? No, Is anyone never. in this room ever going to watch Lost? She watched it. Okay. So, spoiler alert, if you're ever going to watch it, maybe just pause for a second because 
So you know the premise of the show. There's a plane crash. They are lost. Yeah. And the whole, you know, arc of the show is like, get off the island and also complete what you needed to complete. Like, you're on this island for a reason. Like, find your destiny and then get home. And there are just all these different elements of the show. Like, the, there, there are so many different, like, tribes on the island. And there's all these supernatural elements. And there's all this history of the island. And everything you learned about, like, the island and the people, like, is irrelevant. Like, Literally, they were introducing new questions in the final episodes, new characters, and it's because none of it mattered. Because literally, they didn't tell you how the show ended. You had to, like, figure it out yourself. So it's like, the show, the show ends, and there's, like, all the people who you love, who have died or who are still alive from the island, they're in a church. And then they open these doors into a bright light. So it's like, okay, it was heaven. The only logical explanation that I found out online was that the island, everyone died in the plane crash, but the island was a form of purgatory, like to see like, were you good or were you bad? And people, there were good people on the island, bad people, and all the good ones ended up in the church and they went to heaven. So once I figured that out, I'm like, oh, okay. Then I'm reading like J.J. Abrams and the other creators have like vehemently denied that everyone was dead the whole time. So it's like the only logical explanation like you're saying is wrong. Hmm. And so I'm on a mission because, um, you know, Madison Brown, who plays Kirby mm-hmm. on um, Dynasty. Dynasty, is a fan of the Toast and her and I DM all the time. And we were talking about Lost. And Alan Dale is in Lost. He plays Charles Whitmore. And I'm like, Kirby, when you go to work tomorrow, like, you have to talk to Kirby, to uh, Char- Charles Whitmore <laughs> or Caleb Cooper. You have to talk to him and, like, ask him, like, what's the meaning of the finale? And she was like, sure. Like, she's going to report back to me. So I'm investigating. Okay. That's a good plan that you have. Uh, I'm grateful for the show because whatever, it was like a nice thing to watch with Ben. And there were so many characters that like I really and truly loved. Like Josh Holloway, who's the guy from Yellowstone. Sexiest Man Alive. Like he is like, he's on my Tim Riggins list. Like same hair. Like I just, I love that vibe. And so I got introduced to like some good characters, but overall, like the show was really subpar. Like, and I don't know why, like, like J.J. Abrams like never worked again. It's like, this is his legacy. I'm like, well, your legacy is a piece of shit. Like (laughs) it's terrible. Like I'm just, as a movie critic, TV critic, I'm just saying, like, I watch a lot of television, and that's, like, not a good show. Okay. Decent premise, but they, and if they ended the show after, like, the third or fourth season, I would say it was a really, really good show. But, like, the last two seasons were so disgraceful. I mean, that's always what happens. They just disgrace themselves out of the game. Yeah, I know, but it's, like, shows, that's, like, Schitt's Creek. Like, Schitt's Creek could have went on forever, because it was, like, a funny sitcom. But I respect, even though I loved it and wanted it to go on forever, I respect that they knew, like, when to end it, so it didn't become, like, overdrawn. And Dan Levy always says it's, like, such a privilege to be able to end your own show. Like, most Mm -hmm. shows get ended. So I just feel like this was, like, I feel like they really should have, like, protected the the legacy of the show more, instead of, like, flushing it down the toilet with Jacob and his fucking twin brother. Like, so stupid, I could die. Like, okay. Okay, well, I definitely won't be watching it. I'm glad you're done with it. Do you know what you're going to do next? Um, Your husband, who recommended Lost to me, also recommended this new show on HBO called Crashing. It's, like, about comedians. So maybe it's, like, comedians watching other comedians. Oh, I've walked in a few times while he's been watching it. I I wouldn't consider it your vibe, but you never know. You truly never know. Also, do you know a year ago today I was at The Beacon? Wow. My time hop was like really getting me teared up on the way over here. Like, Wow, just time like, hop is about to really do that to all of us. Yeah, and it's just kind of crazy that my book comes out one year and a day after the beacon. Like January 20s are like a good time for me. Maybe I should have my second wedding then. Oh my God, for sure. Also, that's... Second wedding to Ben's. Also, your big milestones are always right around Dina's birthday. And Ben's sister's birthday, literally last year was the beacon. Oh my God. This year is the day after. That's so funny. Last year was um, like... This year's book for Dana. But anyways, it's going to be a great week to have a birthday, to have a book come out. 
to have an anniversary of performing at the Beacon. So, so these exciting things will carry us through the long, long week. Yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling so doomed by this week, but I realize not everyone is releasing a book today. So. No, but some, a lot of people, a lot of people are getting this book that they a pre-ordered. Lot. And if, a lot, a lot, a lot, like literally like okay, a I lot. Okay, I wish I'd pump you up. No, I'm humping myself <laughs> up too, like a lot. You can get it now at girlwithnojob.com slash book. And the good news is, is that if you pre-order it now, it'll literally be here on Amazon like tomorrow the next day. I actually just got a notification that mine shipped. Wow, that's exciting. I know, it's getting really real. It's getting really real. So tomorrow, next time you see us, like it will be out. You guys will have started it if you have a Kindle or if your mail comes really early in the yeah. morning. I don't know like the time. I still haven't figured out if Kindles come out at midnight. I'll let you know. Yeah, please do. Actually, I have your Kindle. You'll let me know. I can know. let you know. Yeah. Um, we have an amazing show for you guys today. Lots of things were happening over the weekend. Yeah, the like, Madison LaCroix of, of it all. petty drama, which it's been a while since we've had so much pettiness to deal with. And I, I have to say, I've missed it. Me too. And sometimes I really prefer the petty celebrity drama over the heavy celebrity drama. A hundred percent. Because there's so much to keep up with. The pettiness, it's like on Instagram. Like I can and keep up like, with that. And it's like no hard feelings. Like, I, and so there's just a lot to talk about, and I, I look forward to discussing it. Plus, we're going to recap Real Houses of Atlanta, and I feel like I'm missing something major that I did this weekend. Oh, that, also RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm, something major that I watched or that I did. I just, oh. I only got through like one episode of Downton Abbey the whole weekend. Oh, well. No offense, Downton season three was just not good. Well, we are, um, we, have to, we could talk about, you know, there was like a lot of football yesterday. Oh, yes. Very exciting. Tom I, Brady versus uh, Jackson Mahomes' brother. I placed a bet with Zach just for bragging rights about who would win each game, and I won both. Oh, I, um, I bet on, what were the teams? The Bucks versus the Chargers. I, I voted for <laughs> Versus Green Bay. I voted for Jordan Rogers' brother. I bet on him. I, I bet on Tom Brady, and then, of course, I bet on Travis Kelsey against the Bills. Travis Kelsey, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I actually was 0 for 2 because I was like, you have to root for a New York team. And the Buffalo Bills, follow me on Instagram. It wasn't about rooting. It was about just predicting the future. Like, you know, you're a good it predictor. Wasn't, it wasn't personal. And, you know, last year we did predict that Super Bowl 100% accurately because it wasn't the San Francisco 49ers' time. It was not their time. It was, however, the Kansas City Chiefs' time. So, so let's we, talk it out. Let's talk it out because I'm, I'm torn. I'm torn, too. Let me tell you why. I just feel like it's unfair if Tampa wins because, like, they're playing in their own home. But I'm also like, they can't lose because it's so rare that the Super Bowl takes place in a city where the team is also. And so you have the home court advantage. And that's like a once in a lifetime thing. Right. And it's Tom Brady. And Tom Brady doesn't fuck up once in a lifetime things. But this Mahomes fella, let me tell you, he is something else. And he is a stand up guy. Like, him, you know, he's at the height of his fame. Ben told me he made like five, he, literally, his contract is the biggest sports contract ever. $500 million, and he, like, owns a piece of, like, the other baseball team. They, like, gave him a, a chunk of the company. Um, and, like, he could be, you know, out philandering, but, like, he has a pregnant fiancé. Like, I just love that about him. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm torn between, like, you know, Tom Brady, who's arguably the most handsome man alive, would you say? Yeah, and the, uh, the goat is what they call him. I don't like that phrase, but he's the most handsome man alive. Okay. And then... You know, a young, like, you know. An entrepreneur. I was going to say entrepreneur, but like, you know, it's this young team and they're like, they're going to be the next Tom Brady and Gronk. And it's like, do we bet on the future or the past? Ooh, that's a tough one. I think that I need to, I need to continue to think about it before I place my ultimate bet. But before I let you know whose time it is. Before I let you know whose time it is. But I just want to say, like, I think it's going to be a really good game. I cannot wait for the commercials. Oh, and oh, the weekend. That'll be good. Yeah. 
No, I, I don't even know if I'll be watching the Super Bowl, honestly. Like, I have plans. You do? Yeah. Like, I just I think I'm going to be busy. But the Super Bowl is always just such a letdown. Like, the watching and the food's never, wherever we go, like, I'm just always hungry. No, I couldn't agree more because some for some reason, like, for the last couple of years, like, when we have Super Bowl outings, like, we're always, like, doing the most. Like, chicken fingers and pizza is where it's at. Pizza. But, like, I want no, but, like, pizza. Frog raw. Like, why? Yeah, I want pizza for the Super Bowl. I could not agree more. Um, I need to think about it a little bit more before I place my official bet. I, I think I will go with Tom Brady, though, ultimately. I don't know. It, because for the Chiefs, it would be two years in a row. That's crazy stuff. Right. So then it's like they're really establishing themselves as like the new generation. I yeah. don't know. It's tough. I haven't decided yet, but before Sunday, I will let you guys know whose time it is. Yeah. We will let you know. And then you can, you know, place your bets accordingly. I don't, just, I don't bet for any money or anything just because I hate the feeling of having to pay up when I lose. So Well, I, you have to pay before, so you don't. No, but if I'm like placing a bet with Zach, like I just hate oh. when he's like, I won. Oh, so of course. I'd, so rather, I'd rather even when I win, like, like not have to accept money just yeah. to avoid that feeling. No, it's like an emotional bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. Bragging rights. Yeah, of course. Um, just last year, it was so obvious that it like wasn't the 49ers time. Mm-hmm. It's not as obvious this year. No, it's not. Because they really, it's, it's all of their times. And they've all had their times. And it's like, I know this is the premise of like, you know, the game of football. But it's like, whoever plays better. <laughs> May the best team win. Yeah, like 100%. Right, and it also comes down to like, you know, Sometimes you have an off day, and you can't predict that. No, and I was really um, thinking about that yesterday because it was so cold where Aaron Rodgers' team was. But none of Aaron Rodgers' teams were wearing under um, undershirts because, like, they live in Wisconsin. It's like not a big deal. But like, all the people from Tampa were like literally wearing thermals underneath right, their jersey. Right, but they still won. So maybe won. they should have just worn the thermals and stopped to like pretend that they were so big and bad. Wow. <laughs> Also, you know, I was reading Twitter just like see what people were saying. And I do think we should um, officially call in a wellness check on Nick Vial because he was like literally having a breakdown on Twitter. I guess he's like a huge Wisconsin fan. And also Peter Krause was at the game. I saw Peter Krause was at the game in his full ski gear. (laughs) Only to watch his team lose. (laughs) No, I know. But like, I'm sure it's still exciting. It's like, first of all, in a pandemic to be able to go to a football game. It's the biggest one, second biggest one of the year. I'm sorry. Like literally seeing those stadiums full of people when like I literally cannot get a fucking like burger at a restaurant made me so angry. I don't understand the science behind it. And I'm sure there's a good reason why, you know, 10,000 people can gather in Wisconsin. And like, I literally cannot get, you know, uh, a diner at 12 a.m. It's fine. But it was really frustrating to see. They were like rubbing it in my face. Were they? I didn't see it. So I, I don't know how Both I would have felt. But like when I saw like Peter's Krause's story, I, j- I was happy for him. It was how yeah, I felt. Happy for Peter, for sure. But both games had like half full stadiums and it just made no sense to me. I mean, half full. Outside. better than half empty. No, of course. Yeah. By the way, how positive am I? <laughs> um, should we dive in? Yeah, let's dive right in. Good luck to everyone in case we forgot to mention it again. May and truly. Best, may the best team win. May the best team win. Without further ado, it is time for the Fast Five Stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. Uh-oh. Call an ambulance. Call an ambulance. But not for me. Because <laughs> I have a job to do, you guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. You all probably know Liquid IV for their popular hydration drink mix. My favorite. Best when you have a little tequila the night before. Their energy multiplier is an absolute game changer and gives you that extra little boost that we all need. 2020 was rough, so it's time to clean the slate and start 2021 on the right foot. One of their sticks is like drinking two cups of coffee, and it's an all-natural alternative to processed energy drinks for sustained energy boosts throughout the day. Because half of Americans report that they struggle with daily fatigue. Half? What are those other people? Liars? Everyone struggles with fatigue. 
Some signs can include decreased focus, lack of motivation, poor mood, and general unhappiness. But with the Liquid IV Energy Multiplier, you can upgrade your vibe and reach your constant state of awesome. For me, the Energy Multiplier is fabulous because I don't drink coffee, and I do suffer from fatigue and crash during the day, so the Energy Multiplier is fabulous. They have premium matcha and green energy blend. They taste delicious and provide a long-lasting energy boost throughout the day. They boost you. It's the boost that you would get from one to two cups of coffee, but without the crash. Liquid IV is also on a mission to positively change the world. The company has donated over 6 million servings globally. In response to COVID-19, over 3 million products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, and active U.S. military. Grab your energy liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code TOAST at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use the promo code TOAST at liquidiv.com. Start fueling your adventures today at liquidiv.com. Promo code TOAST. Love it. Okay, first story, big drama that went down this weekend. Started with Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler posting a photo on Instagram on Kristen's page, a picture of the two of them. His page too. Okay, she said, the world is full of users. Ten years, can't break that. So I saw that and I was like, actually, that's pretty cute because there's been a lot of news about like he's dating this person, she's with this person, and now he's dating her to get back at her. And I saw the picture and I was like, they're just saying like, screw you to all the rumors like they still probably see each other often and have each other's backs yeah it was it made it seem like they were like back together no oh that's exactly what I thought I thought it was like there's so much talk in the news about them but it's like they still have to co-parent their kids they see each other often they speak often and even though they're not in love like you can't break their family you can't break that bond okay for sure I got it the vibe like we are back together Oh, I did not get that all. But Madison LaCroix got the vibe that they were talking directly to her. They were. The caption was literally. I guess so. When I, when I think about deeper, like, who's been in the news with them? What are they saying? Yes. Well, so, but leading up to that, there was, more, there was more before that. Kristen Cavallari went live on Instagram with Austin Kroll. Uh, yes. And before she, she posted And that. Craig was there, too. Yeah, and they were just, like, being nasty about Madison when there were, like, rumors about Jay and Madison, like, maybe hooking up. No, but, no, I saw it as Kristen and Austin hung out in Nashville and then Madison and Jay started talking like after after yeah not before that's not what I said okay sorry I thought no I'm just saying on the Instagram live like they were being catty about Madison okay and then that's right after she posted that story um because Madison had went live after their live just being like I have receipts like Lola and they were just like kind of I don't know everyone is like turned on Madison but like I don't think she's doing anything wrong. No, I don't think she's doing anything wrong either. She then took to Instagram stories yesterday to set the record straight, wherein she posted screenshots of text messages with Jay Cutler, um, where he sort of like accused her of like putting their relationship out in the public. And also I think she was posting the screenshots to show that like he came to see her and like he and was interested. He was like that just that he's interested in her and that they text. And not that like she's like so thirsty for him, but it's, it was a relationship, like mutual. Yeah. No, like she interest. She wasn't making anything up. Right. I think was what she was trying to prove to everyone. She also posted a picture of this of a selfie of the two of them Stop. saying too bad it didn't work out. And I agree. Like, I agree. And I, I still like I'm holding out hope. I think first of all, I think Jay Cutler is like so hot and so rich. Like I under it's like when we talk about the Sabrina Carpenter, Olivia Rodrigo thing, we're like, you're fighting over this like, you know, kid who's like 90 pounds. Like I don't see it. Jay Cutler, like I understand I'll fight to the death. A hundred percent. Like I understand why people are fighting for him and I, I respect it. It makes sense to me. Yes. And so 
Madison stood up for herself, and I think everyone's just, like, living for the tea. And I understand why she felt the need to do that, but also at the same time, like, there's never a chance that Madison and Jay are going to end up together now. Right, also... Because I also, like, her posting screenshots of their text messages, even though there was nothing, like, crazy in them, it's just a very exposing thing to do. Yeah, and I think that she probably did that because once Jay posted that photo of him and Kristen on on his Instagram with the same exact caption, it was like... They're trying to make Madison look crazy. And it's so disrespectful to Madison after, like, and I think they slept together because she covered one little part of the message. In her Instagram story, she very strategically placed some text over a few words, and it said, you shouldn't have S blank with me. Like, she covered the rest of the word, but it said, you shouldn't have slept with me. Oh, interesting. 100%, right? Yeah, I didn't pick up on that at the time. I did. I'm like, why are you covering the words? Like, what? what is to be... I couldn't think of another adjective that could possibly fit in there. Yeah. Verb, sorry, verb. Yeah, so this just all went really downhill very fast. I know. And it's like, I don't know. I kind of was like shipping Kristen Cavallari and Austin and shipping Jay and Madison. Like, it would have been hilarious. And I actually really think both couples are so cute. Yeah, I don't see Kristen and Austin as much as Jay and Madison. I mean, I'm living for Jay and Madison. And, but now it's over. Like, no, I know. We have to... This is why we can't have nice things. No, like, this is why you can't build like nice ships and set them out to sail like before the ink is dry. Yeah, but I just want to go on record saying like, I think Jay Cutler's so hot. Like, Yeah, and I feel like... I mean, I don't know how they come back from this, but you know, stranger things have happened. Yeah, even though I feel like they're they're the type of people, if they can like co-parent and be friends, like... They're probably much more healthy, like, as friends slash co-parents than they are as, like... Kristen and Jay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then Justin Anderson, who's, like, literally Kristen Cavallari's mouthpiece, like, was going off on his Instagram stories. Like, I don't know if, like, he speaks on his own behalf or, like, he posts things that, like, Kristen wants him to post, but he was, like, really putting himself in the middle of it. What did he say? I don't remember. He was just, like, I'm so bothered. Like, you're posting private text messages. And he wasn't wrong, um, but he's, like, so clearly on Kristen's side. This just feels like a situation to me where it's, like, everyone should just be, like, communicating privately. Offline. You know, this just got so big, and now we're all involved, and it's, like, it just didn't need to be this way. Yeah, no, and it's kind of, it's just kind of crazy and, like, lowbrow, like, for Jay Cutler to be going through, like, this messy drama because, like, he's Jay Cutler, you know? Yeah, but he is, like, a reality TV star and so is his, so is Kristen at the end right. of the day. No, so now it's on brand for them. Yeah. And Southern Charm is, like, super... It's a premium-ass reality show. Yeah, and it's very top of mind right now and it's top of the news cycle. Also, Madison then posted, like, how many views her Instagram story crazy. got. Crazy. Double the amount of followers that she has. 500,000 views. I'm sure it went up, too. Yeah, because, like, everyone is like, wait, what did she say? Right. I'm sure people are going to go look now. They're still up. Yeah, the, by the way, the receipts are, they're legit. Like, they are receiptful. Yeah, well, they're just proof of the fact that these two did text and hung out and that he was interested in her at one point. And that Madison's not a user for, like, going along with a very handsome, successful guy who wanted to, like, hang out with her. Yeah. No, I, I don't see it the way. When we posted on our Instagram, like, people were like, Madison's so thirsty. I don't really see it. No, and also, even when asked about the situation, like, uh, like on Watch, on Watch Happens, Happens Live, Live, she was super coy about it. Like, I never thought that she was thirsting out the situation. Like, I thought she was acting completely fine agreed so i mean what kristen and jay posted like was definitely like a strong message yeah no and they really started it yeah and she finished it that she did (laughs) so i just i would implore everyone to you know think before you just go and attack madison because i don't think that's the answer here yeah i just don't think she takes any shit from anybody i think the answer here is that jay starts seeing um that author claudia ashray and then like the whole world wins you know yeah yeah, I'm maybe. 
No, I think that's the solution. <laughs> okay, ready for our next love match story? Is it the love match story brought to you by Lovebook Online? Yes. Wow, be How beautiful. It's so, crazy. Valentine's Day is coming up, and Lovebook is everything of the sort. It is a personalized gift that helps people express feelings that might be difficult to say out loud. Most customers use a Lovebook to revisit their fondest memories or to list the reasons why they love someone. Lovebooks are completely customizable, and people can use them however they like. Users use the book to create characters that look just like themselves and the recipient with all the features that make them unique. They can even choose their favorite hairstyles and outfits. And while customers have the option to personalize each page as much as they like, with the express option, you can create a complete book in just a few minutes. This is such a sweet idea for anyone who's just like really appreciates a sentimental gift. And with Valentine's Day coming up with your mom, your grandma, your lover, um, love book is just an amazing gift. And it's so unique. It's like everyone just gets the same thing for Valentine's Day. Like, a wallet, you know? Yeah. This is really creative. They're the perfect gift for any occasion, but especially for anniversaries, birthdays, and of course, Valentine's Day. Visit lovebookonline.com slash toast to receive a special 20% discount only for our listeners. Again, that's lovebookonline.com slash toast. Love it. Well, here's two love bookers. Travis Barker and Kourtney oh, Kardashian yes. are allegedly dating. Yes, yes, yes. The longtime friends are dating, Page Six has learned, through, though the development is a recent one. Both Barker, 45, and Courtney, 41, each shared similar photos from Kris Jenner's Palm Springs, California vacation home over the oh. weekend, alerting eagle-eyed fans to the fact that they were hanging out. That house is sick. So sick. So this is like probably true yeah not confirmed though they also are just longtime friends so like maybe they were having a friendly day maybe well, there were other people there if they are you know dating we can speak hypothetically like i think this is a great match i agree um because for a multitude of reasons like i just i really like travis barker especially some of the content he makes with machine gun kelly and they're really good friends and i'm thinking that maybe like machine megan travis and courtney like might all hang out in the near future and the possibility of that excites me yeah and then maybe like Randall and, and Lala. Lala too. And the possibility of that is e- truly excites me. Is excites. even more exciting. I agree. I think this would be super cute, but I'm I'm just really skeptical of the news. I just feel like whenever it comes to Kourtney Kardashian's dating life, like the media is always getting it wrong. Like remember when they said she was dating Justin Bieber? Okay, I do think there was some truth to that. I really do. I, I, I don't completely disregard that. But I do think that Kourtney Kardashian, in her post-Scott dating life, has some of the worst taste in men. Like, while Eunice was very good looking, like, remember that video of him, like, beating the shit out of someone? Like, yeah. I just don't think she has good, like, a radar for men. Um, but I actually think this might be a decent match. Yeah, I mean, friendship is really a great foundation for a relationship. So That's true. The longer you know someone. Plus, they both have kids. His oh. kids are a few years older than hers. But, you know, it's always nice to be with someone in, in the same season of life. A hundred percent. So. So this is great. I mean, um, I look forward to seeing some of the content that comes out of this relationship. And hopefully I could just see Courtney, like, you know, getting into like rock and like playing the drums, you know? Yeah, for sure. No, I really could see it. Yeah. Being like a rocker's girlfriend. Yes. I kind of love that for her. Me too. You know, I felt for a while like Courtney doesn't know like what her purpose is, you know? And I feel like it's to be a rocker girlfriend. <laughs> no, that's like so demeaning. I'm kidding. Like it's obviously to run the brand that is poosh 100 percent. so successful okay this next story is just so strange um an imposter has been posing as riverdale star lily reinhardt in interviews i'm sorry this is hysterical hysterical and it's like this is such a weird story i'll explain but it's also like a victimless crime yeah well yeah 
An imposter successfully posed as Riverdale star Lily Reinhardt in a magazine interview, um, Seventeen Magazine admitted. They issued an apology on Friday, saying it had briefly published a story with information believed to have come from the actress. They said, quote, it was brought to our attention that the person who contacted us was in fact an impersonator and had no connection to the Riverdale star. We want to sincerely apologize to Lily and her fans for this unfortunate situation. The magazine scrapped the article from its site and said it would be internally reviewing their editorial and fact-checking process. Yeah, I should think so. To ensure something like this does not happen again. Then Lily addressed the weird situation on her Instagram story, writing, for some bizarre reason, someone impersonated me in an interview with Seventeen. Nothing inappropriate was said, but those were not my words, and I wanted to address it. Um, They also, this impersonator also duped... um, uh, other publicists and reporters that had to rescind articles as well, saying that they had some like information about the new season of Riverdale. But like I, I didn't read the articles while they were up, but nothing crazy crazy was said. It was just someone. So what's the point? Give, right, like it's so weird. Well, honestly, and I guess it's like obviously you know journalists should do a little more. Well, that's what I was going to say. This is talking to truly an indication of the low level of reporting <laughs> low that standard. journalists now abide by. A hundred percent. Like it shouldn't be easy to trick like someone at 17 like okay 17 magazine is for teeny boppers but it is a legit institution owned by like Condé Nast right like it is a or Hearst it is a full-fledged like magazine it this shouldn't be happening like this is really embarrassing yeah um but I just don't understand the purpose like if you're not gonna like say something insane to try and like embarrass Lily or like what's the point of impersonating just to prove that you could maybe just to prove that you could because it's like this is such a weird story no, it's so bizarre. Yeah. But you're right. It's truly a victimless crime, except like this has brought so much shame to the Seventeen magazine name. Yeah. Because like, would this happen at, you know, the Wall Street Journal? I don't know. She ne- the fake Lily never made it that far. Say she knew she couldn't <laughs> dupe them. Fake Lily. Like, I just, it's, also, is this a crime? Like, can you get arrested for this? Are they going to investigate? I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard of anything like this. I don't think it's a victimless crime because I don't think it's a crime. <laughs> to impersonate is a crime. No? No, that's like a talent. It's fraud. Fraud, yeah, but you're not like spending money. I don't know. I just, I don't know if like, if someone works in, you know, law enforcement, like, is this a crime? Yeah. It, it has to be something illegal. You know, it kind of reminds me of that. Uh, the, I forget what the prank was. I just remember it was really strange. When they thought Carol Baskin was, they, they tricked Jimmy, her into thinking it, it she was, was on the Jimmy opposite Fallon. thing, yeah. That was crazy. That was crazy. So I guess it, it had been done. I don't think charges were pressed in that instance. That's so crazy. Like, hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, next story, a little more update on the teeny bopper news of last week. Sabrina Carpenter yes. is breaking her silence about her new song, Skin, amid the Joshua Bassett, Olivia Rodrigo rumors. Okay, so like, all weekend, everyone said what they needed to say about her song, Skin. And I and actually, I so many people commented on our YouTube and on our posts, like, um, with their opinion on the situation, and most people agreed with you. And usually when I, like, see counter arguments to what I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, well, yes, yes, yes. And I don't know why. Just for some reason, I'm just like, it's not that serious. Like, I just really like Sabrina. I can imagine what it's like to be on, you know, her and just to open her Instagram, and it's all this drama all the time, and, like, she's the other woman villain. And so given all of that, I just didn't think the song was was mean like everyone else thought. Okay, but the general consensus, and I think the reason why she posted this Instagram caption was a response to the public 
consensus yeah. of her song was that like she went but like below the belt Olivia Rodrigo was just writing a song about her feelings and then Sabrina goes and writes a diss track like oh I'm fucking your man yeah like, that's what I was just about to pull up this meme that's like Olivia I'm heartbroken you're with an older girl Sabrina I I'm fucked your, your bitch <laughs> like it was just the general consensus was that it was a lot it was an overreaction yeah and like the, the consensus was that Olivia's song was not about Sabrina there was a line in it but it was really about the heartbreak whereas Sabrina's entire song was like I fuck your bitch, Olivia. Like, it was just so almost, like, hurtful. Okay. So then she posted this Instagram with the caption in response to, I think, her song not getting the message across that she had hoped. Yes. So this is what she said. She said, thank you to everyone who has listened to Skin, especially those who have opened their minds to lyrically what I was trying to get across. I feel like she's talking to me. I Literally. <laughs> You're the only one who understands Serena Carpenter. I mean, it's a hard spot to be in, but I'll do what I need to do. I mean, would it be an episode of The Morning Toast if you weren't having an unpopular opinion? No, it would not be. Okay. She said, I wasn't bothered by a few lines in a magnificent song, magnificent, magnificent song, and wrote a diss track about it. I was at a tipping point in my life for countless reasons, so I was inspired to do what I usually do to cope, write something that I wish I could have told myself in the past. People can only get to you if you give them the power to, and a lot of people are trying to get to me. That's what I'm saying. Like, when she said, you can't get under my skin, I don't think she's talking directly to Olivia. I think she's talking to, like, everybody who's, like, you know, her, her the fans coming for her yeah well regardless of her intentions it looks like she's coming for olivia got it she said the song isn't calling out one single person some lines address a specific situation while other lines address plenty of other experiences i've had this past year well considering it's a song about the past year it's just weird timing yeah it also shows that many things have actually gotten under my skin and i'm still learning to not give other people so much power over my feelings i know a lot of you struggle with the same thing i don't want this to become an endless cycle so please take this as an opportunity to send don't take this as an opportunity to send more hate anyone's way um, I have a few things to say. Mm -hmm. The first is that um, people found out on TikTok, you know, when you... I saw this. When you put a song on Spotify, on music, on your Instagram stories, like to add music to it, you can choose a setting that has the lyrics roll through. And when someone was... Two people I saw, when they were putting the skin lyrics on their Instagram stories, some, I guess, like a different version of lyrics showed up and it was like, you won't get it under mine. No, no, it's like, I won't let you get under mine something, something, because Josh is mine. And two people saw that line show up. Um, one person saw, so Joshua is mine, and another person saw, so Josh is mine. So I just think it's like a little... You don't think it could have been edited? Two different people? I don't know how you edit that. It looked, it was like a screen recording of a girl literally, like, showing. I'll post it on our stories. Okay, that that's weird, but I'm gonna just reserve... Like, I'm just going to be a little skeptical. Until that, you like, see it. People edit the craziest things all the time. What I had seen was a, um, a clip from her show Girl Meets yes, World. Yes, I saw that too. Where uh, her co-star Rowan Blanchard is reading a poem. And like two of the lyrics from the poem are this, are also in this We song. could have been friends in another life. Yeah. And which you're is a like, tall blonde girl or something. Yeah, it's like you're tall blonde and we could have been friends in another life. Which is like, those are just words and it's possible for Generic. two people to have the same thought. But it's funny. It's funny, and it's just a coincidence. Yeah. Um, so I feel really good about where I'm at in the saga, which is just, like, Sabrina and Olivia are both talented queens. Like, obviously, Olivia's song is so amazing, but I feel like Sabrina's, like, you know, she made the most of the moment because so many people, like, were coming for her. And I can live with that. I just yeah. can't believe she's still with this guy who's caused so much trouble. You know, there's a clear winner here, and there are two clear losers in terms of, you know, the song. I guess you could say Olivia's the loser because she lost the guy. But, like, I would much rather be Olivia right now with the number one song in the world and having, like, my ex and his new girl, like, trying to ride my coattails and, like, yeah. putting out songs that don't re even reach number one on iTunes. Like, yeah. So who's the real winner? 
Olivia is definitely the clear winner, but I think like so many people are now talking about Sabrina Carpenter and, and in this business that she's in, like all press is good press. A hundred percent. You know? Yep. I do know. And she'll always have me in her corner and I, and, always. Now, and now she knows that. And that's who you really <laughs> want in your corner. Like I, I literally, I was watching our episode from Friday when we were talking about the Sabrina Carpenter thing. And like, I know that I'm right. I really do. But like, you were fucking hard to argue with. Like you in another life, like literally should have grown up to be a lawyer or like the head of the best debate team in the world because you are just like such a good fighter and your point could not be better but it will appear better because you're just a better arguer that's so interesting i should go back so and i'm like watch oh my god it. i have to go up against this bitch like and that's why i always just like affer- like defer to you because you're just like right about no, stuff but i think that we uh, there's two sides in this situation and we represent both sides and so yeah. uh, someone watching is going to be hearing what they want to hear no but the thing is like my side is right but yours was better argued Okay, I'll have to go back and watch it because, like, thank you for You're just, like, making so many points, and I'm like, fuck, like, you're wrong, but, like, I just don't know how to tell you. <laughs> okay, I mean, only time will tell. That's true. Only time will tell. Are you ready for our fifth? Time after time. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? It's really disturbing. Oh, my God, what? Food Network pulls the worst cooks in America season 20 uh, season after the winner is charged with a child's death. The Food Network has removed season 20 of Worst Cooks in America from streaming online after its winner, Ariel Robinson, and her husband were arrested for alleged homicide by child abuse in the death of their three-year-old foster daughter. Ariel, a teacher from South Carolina, was taken into custody last week in connection with the death of Victoria Rose Smith. A teacher? Her husband was also arrested. Following the arrests, the Food Network removed the entire 20th season of the longtime culinary series from the cables from the cable services, video on demand offerings, as well as from Disney Plus, Discovery Plus, Hulu, and YouTube, according to Deadline. That's the right move, obviously. Yeah. Um, and good for them for like getting out in front of it, but this story, I mean, it sounds like uh, that fucking terrible documentary we watched last year, Gabriel Gabe. Fernandez. Like, yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't know how you go from like being on TV and like a teacher to this. Yeah, this is just really like stomach, like churning, churning. Yeah, that's a terrible story. Mm-hmm. She died as a result of multiple blunt force injuries. Jesus. Yeah. So fucking monster. I hope you rot in prison, like a hundred percent, and burn in hell. Good on Food Network for pulling it. Agreed. So those are the stories, and it feels as though you needed to know them. We're going to recap Real Houses of Atlanta, which, like, honestly is really not good so far. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm having such a hard time getting into it. And who is Drew? Like, I just don't know her at all. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, um, it's a tough season, and I feel like it's just another franchise season that has been impacted by the complications of filming with COVID, you yeah. know? Um, so our TV recap segment, where we will recap Real Houses of Atlanta... It's brought to you by Fashion Pass, a clothing rental service that we uh, love here at The Morning Toast. Jackie, I, and Margo have been using it for quite some time. It's basically like Revolve meets Rent the Runway. They have great brands like For Love and Lemons, Free People, Show Me Your Moo Moo. Um, so like all these great brands that really are predominantly sold on Revolve but are really expensive because they can spend... Um, they can cost over $200 per item, like a sweater, a dress, or a jacket. And you're only going to wear it once because, you know, you're you take, take a picture and, and it's over. That. Um, so they have a p- couple different plans. We're on the trendsetter plan where you get three pieces of clothing and two accessories in every box. And you can switch out that box as many times as you want. The shipping is super fast and they take care of the dry cleaning for you. So you literally just send it back in the pre-labeled bag they give you. And when you're done, you get to choose new items. One of our favorite parts about it is that if you love something and you want to keep it, you get huge discounts. 
from Fashion Pass. So it can be anywhere from 30 to 60% off, which is fabulous. Do you want to hear something crazy? I didn't even know we had a Fashion Pass ad today. But these pants, I rented them from Fashion Pass. Oh. And then I wound up keeping them because I loved them so what much. What brand are they? Um, I think they're for love. Uh, I don't know. I have to check. But um, they might be for love and lemons. But... What's crazy, why I like them so much and why I love Fashion Pass, it's like I would have never bought these pants right. for myself because I just would have been kind of unsure about them. I don't know how they'll fit. Like the material could be unflattering. But because of Fashion Pass, like even if they didn't look great on me, it wouldn't you have... Just return them. Yeah, I would just have sent them back. And I wound up loving them. I never would have bought them. And I kept them. And so I bought them at a much reduced price than I would have. They're like, so cute. It was a win, win, And you win, really have win. worn those like a lot. A lot. I wear them a lot of different ways. And I just, I absolutely love these pants. Um... So shopping from Fashion Pass is a great way to shop because it's more affordable and super sustainable. Um, and we have a, dis- a special discount code for you today, and it is the best deal that Fashion Pass has ever offered. If you go to thefashionpass.com and use the code TOAST at checkout, you'll get $50 off your first month so you can try it for literally $29. Again, that's thefashionpass.com, promo code TOAST to get $50 off your first month so you can try it for just $29. I just broke my back trying to see what brand they I'm are. I'm so and, sorry. And I didn't find out. I'm sorry. Um, let's talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta. So they're going on this trip and I caught up because um, last week we were, I forgot to watch, but so I'm all caught up now. And first of all, this trip in South Carolina is a great idea. Mm-hmm. That house is so cute. Mm-hmm. It really reminds me of Jackie Goldschneider's West Hampton Beach House. Yeah. That's like the vibe of the beach house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Um, and it no, just really I know what you're saying because all beach houses like can be different, but the but format, one, the, f- the, the multiple bedrooms, the long boardwalk. It looks exactly the same. Yes, yes. Um, and it just looks like a really fun trip and like a unique trip. I feel like it's never been done before. Well, because they had to go somewhere where Drive. they don't have to fly necessarily. Or let's talk about the plane. Okay, so here's where I, I was like ready to be a Kenya apologist. Yeah. But then she did herself no favors. When she told Drew not to tell the other women. Not even that. Because I understand that. Well, first, when she called Drew and told her, I was like, that's kind of obnoxious to like just tell everyone what you're doing. And she never told them that it was because of her baby. If she right. had told them like, I'm, ta- I'm flying private because I'm bringing my baby, like that gives you like a legitimate excuse. But, but then she snuck her baby she in. She snuck her baby in. She didn't even use the card that she could have. But then to come to find out because if some of the other women knew that, they would want to bring their babies like made it not nice no I agree it was really motivated poorly motivated um because one it's this is just like what happened in Potomac like Wendy didn't know but that was like a genuine miscommunication yes Wendy did not know that Ashley was bringing her child so Kenya went out of her way to make sure nobody knew that she was bringing her child and it's worth mentioning that they literally left Atlanta at the same time. So Kenya didn't go down early to check on anyone. She got there four hours early because she took a 30-minute flight while the rest of the women drove for five hours. Like, if she had went a day before to get herself set up, that I would have understood. But to literally leave the same day on a plane, you just wanted the plane, and I don't think she wanted to pay for a bigger one. I don't think production paid for it. Like, Yeah. No, I agree. And she couldn't have fit anyone else on the plane that she did get. Right. So I understand why... Like, it is what it is. It's just kind of, like, shady. Shady. It's shady as fuck. Yeah. And then it makes matters worse when, like, the bus that they're going in, like, is having all these problems. Like, they're so hot. Like, I was laughing. And, like, I that's just, like, that would happen, you know? Yeah. And it's, like, if she could only bring one person, like, why is it LaToya? (sighs) I'm so bothered by LaToya. Like, I just feel like she has, like, bad motivations for being on the show. And honestly, I think the fact that she told Kenya what Marlo said, Marlo was really giving her good sound 100%. advice. 100%. That is what Kenya does. And she wasn't even talking shit. She was just like... Being real. Yeah. 
I, I thought that was not cool. No, I completely agree. And I just fucking love Marlo. Um, and you know who's really growing on me is Tanya. Like when she first started being a friend of Housewife, she was so annoying. And I'm like, who is this smiley and nice? And it just seems so fake. And now after getting to know her, like that is 100% who she is. And she's the exact type of person you want on a trip like this. Like she's really fun. I actually really like her. Yeah. But so this isn't Cynthia's official bachelorette party, right? I don't know. They were trying to, like they were setting it up so that maybe this turns into Cynthia's bachelorette party and that's when the strippers come oh maybe is that what like Kenya's planning like no 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 but like I think maybe Todd like I don't know if they ever take an official bachelorette party but maybe that's how this stripper idea came to be in that conversation in Candy's bedroom well like this the season has been like relatively boring um but like the big scandal of the season is what goes down at the bachelorette party like apparently some of the women do something with the stripper right and I'm just wondering if if that's what this is that this trip I think it is yeah unless there's another bachelorette party trip no but they do go to I think it's because I think that this is it. Okay. Um, also, I think that uh, in the last episode, that event that Candy cares, like all these, uh, on all the housewives, like so many women are like, I love charity, I love charity. But like Candy really put in the work. Like she put together an amazing event and it was like exclusively for single moms who were struggling during the pandemic. And I just thought it was really, really cool of her. Um, and I just, she's growing on me, but I feel like it, I couldn't put my finger on like why this season has been weird. And it's giving me like a New Jersey vibe where it's like so many of the women have just been on for so long that it's just, it stopped being interesting. Right. And also I was thinking about it when like with the two or the new cast members, Drew's the only official new cast member. Right. But since the women have been on for so long and they are just like, they're institutions in themselves, like all the iconic lines and like every, we know so much about them. They have flourishing businesses. Like to bring on someone new that's like, just not an institution not an institution I agree it's really hard it makes them seem small yeah it's it's hard to like even get in there and and I don't want to say compete but like it these shows it's very competitive it's competitive and so I feel like they they need to cast when they're casting a new housewife like just someone who's has more to give gravitas yeah I agree I don't think that Drew is like a big personality um and I do think when she invited all the women over for dinner like it was so weird like no one wanted to be there and they they all left so early it was like still light out when they left yeah I like felt bad for her I I, yeah me too there it it seemed like kind of fun and I thought it was like cool how she was like explaining her whole family and everyone seemed really interested in like the church and and I love that she sang and but that was it she was good yeah she was when they do the flashback to Portia singing Amazing Grace at the reunion it really reminded me like how the show used to be so much better but like that was an iconic moment that was so fucking funny no it was hysterical um so hopefully it gets better like with this drama like I think that the people involved like I think it's um Portia and Tanya, I think. I don't remember. But I um, I just love Portia. Like, she is literally so funny. And she is the backbone of this franchise. And, like, she deserves whatever she's making, double it. <laughs> I love yeah. her. I'm excited for them to get there. And, like, maybe, oh, it will. One last thing. I do think it's, like, kind of wild that um, Cindy is, like, having a full-blown 200-person wedding. Like, yes, it's outside. But, like, it's just crazy. Yeah, we'll see. In we'll October. see how it goes down. Because what month are they in now? I don't know, but they're saying like Atlanta's a hot spot, and they're just like, I'm like, she's just like ignoring, like not ignoring, because like everyone's gonna be wearing masks. But like, I love. It's just like not a factor. Yeah, she's getting married. Yeah, whether, 10, 10, 20, right, no matter what. whether there's a pandemic or not. <laughs> and that's I can appreciate that kind of tenacity, but it is really crazy. Yeah. Um. So that's the recap. Anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up today's show, our final show before I am an official. 
published author. Wow, before your debut novel. Do you have anything you want to say, like, before we'll only see you as an author? Like, you know? Yeah, um, my book is available at girlwithnojob.com slash book. And I really, I can't stress that enough, you know? It's so important that you remember that my book is available for pre-order. I feel like anyone who listens to the show, like, knows, you know? No, like, I literally want to do trivia. Like, where can you buy Girl With No Job? (laughs) How many versions are available? Does the audiobook come with the photos? No, just the ebook and the hardcover. Like literally quiz. I'm gonna quiz you bitches. You should do a quiz on your Instagram story. Like yeah, like oh my god, choose the right answer. Like oh my, that's so funny. But seriously, my book Girl with No Job comes out tomorrow. You guys, it is available everywhere. You get books, indie bookstores, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all the places. If you buy the hardcover and the um, ebook so like kindle digital version there is 20 photos on the inside that have pictures of my family pictures of moments in my career that i reference in the book it's 240 pages it is a light fun beach read if you live near beach and if you're not it's a nice uh, concrete read if you live in an apartment in new york um but it's really just my life's work and it's really exciting that it's coming out um i'm gonna be on good morning america tomorrow so make sure you tune into that Ooh, what um, time i want to is- say 845 something like that okay um but you can just keep up with me on my instagram and yeah just jackie o has a blurb on the back theo is the star of the back cover there's just so much to give and honestly if you buy the book and you don't want to read it that's fine it's a fabulous coffee table book it's quite tall and this shade of pink spruce up your bookshelf you know and i do actually do want to show you that when you take the sleeve off this is like a sickening oh that's sickening book like just gorgeous if you're not into like, you know, gorgeous Sleevey models. vibes. Yeah, if you're not into models, this is more <laughs> um, laid back. For sure. Girlwithnojob.com slash book. Thank you guys. Anything okay, else? that's all she wrote. Now, nah. Thank you guys for, fuck, sorry. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We hope you have an amazing Monday. Try not to let the Monday blues get you down, and we'll see you tomorrow for Book Day. Bye.